Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always, my good pal, Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? <laughs> Doing fantastic. I love the energy today, man. You're bringing it. Gotta turn it up a notch, baby. You gotta turn it up a notch. <laughs> it's the year end, right? It is the end of the year. It's getting chilly outside, and that reminds me of something, Kirby. Would you like to guess what that reminds me of? I, I No, I have no idea. Well, the weather outside is frightful, but my ice scraper from Bay State is oh so delightful. And if you have customers looking for a delightful ice scraper to help them remove that thin sheen of ice off a windshield to make sure you're safe driving around town, go ahead and visit BayState.com because they have the most top-notch – there's some great English for you – the most top-notch ice scraper on the promotional products planet. And you can put any sort of decoration on it. It's it's simply fantastic. It Absolutely really is. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And uh, my PSA is don't just use the ice scraper to, you know, clear like a little tiny circle. Clear the whole windshield. Just do us all a favor. Wow, that's a pro tip. And, and when you do that, Kirby, <laughs> do you sing like Ice Ice Baby by <laughs> Vanilla Ice? I, well, I, I do stop, collaborate, and listen for sure. Well, I know you rock the mic like a vandal. I do. So. I do. I'll light up a stage, wax a chump like a candle, for sure. Oh, make it stop. Well, as always, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast. And even more importantly, thank you for the courage to share with the world your knowledge of Vanilla Ice lyrics. That's impressive. That's very impressive. That's only the beginning, my friend. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, do you have a topic we can jump into right away? Yeah, sure. Um, So, uh Yesterday, um, yesterday was interesting in the sense that um, a local school invited me to their place, a high school. Um, they're in a competition, um, like a regional competition, where they're doing like an entrepreneur uh, competition, and they've got it set up so it's you know they the group needs to create like a company, a product, a service that they can export. Okay. Um, And it was interesting, you know, because first thing I said, well, I'm not an international exporting expert. And they're like, no, we just want basic, you know, business stuff. And it was, I bring it all up to say, it was a really interesting conversation with four sophomores that, um, you know, whenever you're walking into this, you think, okay, is this going to be, are they going to be engaged? Are they going to be into it? Are they going to even understand the concept? And I was so impressed. Um with them and and their ideas and what, in a 20, 25 minute conversation, they had a concept quickly and they kind of got it and they were asking questions that made sense. And so I bring it all up to say, gosh, I feel like we need more entrepreneur training in schools. I think, um, I, I think that that would have been really good for me. And I think it would be good for my kids, your kids. And I'm curious to see what you think about that. 
I, I completely agree. I think there's a lot of things needed in the public schools. Sure. Simple, even beginning with simple uh, financial management. I mean that that's a big one. But to, to your point, uh, absolutely. And, and it's very interesting because one of the topics I had, which I'm going to kind of blend into this conversation, was how Generation Z, the generation coming behind the millennials, and how they might impact. Uh, our future in the promotional products uh, industry. Um, Mark Graham and I did a Promo Kitchen podcast with a a young kid, 17 years old, named Daniel Belak. Mm -hmm. And this kid is really sharp. And, and, you know, every generation has their, um, oh, I don't, I I guess the best way to put it has their generalizations, right? The millennials are looked at as a group, fairly or unfairly. So all the millennials listening, but don't get your knickers in a twist. <laughs> um, but they're 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 categorized rightly wrong is is they uh, want to they want more than they deserve. They don't want to earn it. You know they they want everything now now now. Whereas generation Z, generation Z has been cast in a, a slightly more positive light because they're generally described as conscientious and hardworking and very mindful of the future. And, and it's an interesting juxtaposition when you, when you look at millennials and, and then even look at, at our generation X. But absolutely, I think that that type of – I think what we're missing in schools, to get back to your point, Kirby, I think what we're missing in schools is just – free thought mm. um you know kids are and we we both have kids in the generation z uh area right they're mm-hmm. they're those it's loosely defined as people born between 95 1995 and 2012 so okay. both our all our kids all four of our kids yep are, are very firmly entrenched in that and they're growing up with technology we never had mm-hmm. and they're constantly bombarded with stimulus right yeah i i remember what a big deal it was to walk home from school as in high school and i had a walkman you know (laughs) many times though that would be a a silent walk and that's where great thinking happens and we we don't allow kids the space to freely let their minds wander they're always bombarded with with things and then when you get to a school setting they are it's so structured yeah you know, there's, there's, it's, 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 there's no music classes. There's no shop classes. There's no, there's no such thing as a well-rounded individual anymore. It's very difficult to find that. So I, I agree with you yeah. that schools are missing the mark by not, I, and I love those little exercises of, of entrepreneurship. Um, and that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's interesting too. And I, I didn't really think about this, but I find it fascinating that, you know, you talked about structure. It's one of the things when I was in school that I struggled with. I actually, you know, you hear all these tales of entrepreneurs who weren't very good in school. I I didn't, like, I did fine in school. I was a, I I did okay. Um, But when I got in trouble, it was the sitting in the straight line thing. And, you know, um, you know, our public education system was created, from what I understand, to, create workers in the industrial, um, world, um, you know, be on time, sit and, you know, do what you're told, that sort of thing. Right. And so even when I was in high school, it wasn't the case. We've created a, a, a culture where, you know, we're teaching kids the test. Absolutely. But it's funny to me, I guess that we then, you know, to a certain degree critique the kids 
and not the generation who created the test, right? Like, like right. essentially it's our age and older that yep. created the idea that we're teaching them to the test, right? We're, no, absolutely. And so it's, it's, it's an interesting thing where that ire goes. But, I don't, and see, at least in, 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 from my perspective, and I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I don't, I don't blame kids. I mean, they can only do what they can do in this environment they're forced to be in. Sure. Um, so when I look at, you know, to me, yeah, I mean, I don't, now, now we can get in a real discussion about, I don't think it's a generational thing that, you know, Generation X has decided that the kids need to be, you know, learn specific test-taking skills. Right. Um, but there are certain people who think that, well, we need the test scores up because if the test scores aren't up, we're not going to get federal money. And if we don't get federal money, our schools are going to um, start failing. And if schools start failing, people aren't going to want to live here. And if people don't want to live here, the tax base erodes. I mean, it's just one of those domino things. And, and it's as, as my dad used to say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> and uh, damn it if he wasn't right. Because yeah. um, I, I don't, you know, no one... You know, no one looks at the schools the way we have them now and thinks, yeah, that works well. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things. It's very difficult to unring that bell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, back to, I mean, the, the concept, though, of the entrepreneurship training, I think that, would I love be an, that it would be an interesting addition to what's going on because it does force free thinking. Um, and then, yep. frankly, I think in the economy we're moving into, I think it's going to train kids to be more prepared for the world, you know, whether they are an entrepreneur, whether they're an artist, whether they're a freelancer. Um, I think, and, and, you know, and you know this about me, I encourage my employees to have side hustles because I think entrepreneurs, right. um, people who have run a business make really good employees. Um, no, I agree with you so, 100% on everything you just said. Yeah. I do. So, I'd so, love to see more of that. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, and, and the thing is, I, the other thing, even with this competition, I think it's, we overthink this stuff as you know what I mean? Like, like this entrepreneur thing They're you know, they got to think about the region they're going to be in. And I like all the exercise, right? But mm -hmm. so many times people are like, well, okay, we're going to create an entrepreneurship program. How would that work? Well, here's how it would work. You break the kids into teams of three or four. You tell them to come up with a concept, put a mentor with each group and whoever makes the most money wins. Poof. Absolutely. <laughs> and you let them make, numerous mistakes you yeah. let them fail yeah. because that's how we all learn as opposed to saying okay here's how you got to do it you got to do it this way this way this way this way that may be one way to do it yeah exactly. it may be one right way to do it but everybody's different and and you know me and how much i i love the concept of embracing failure and that it's the best teacher out there um so i i agree with you there Herb. okay cool what do you got all right so I got my fresh new Counselor Magazine via the miracle of the United States Postal Service uh, yesterday. Awesome. And I, in, in over the course of opening the first few pages, I see a recruiting ad from Kaiser and Blair. Okay. I see a recruiting ad from America, uh, Adventures in Advertising. Okay. I see a recruiting ad from I Promote You. I see a recruiting ad from Halo. I see a recruiting ad from Proforma. And then when I got on my email this morning, I got an email from Proforma asking me to spend some time with them at, at one of the shows. 
so I could see how to grow my promotional products business. A couple problems with that. Number one, I don't currently sell promotional products. I'm a consultant <laughs> in the industry. Number two, uh, I worked at Proforma last year for about nine months as their director of, of training. Um, and so I would think they would know that. So th that's beside the point. Has recruiting in our industry it's always been bordering on out of control, but I feel like it's completely out of control. And that's not to say that it shouldn't be part of someone's, uh, some, uh, it shouldn't be part of every company's strategy to recruit. Um, and certainly any of those companies are, are great fits for a lot of people, right? I mean, yeah. the Halos and the AIAs and, and the performers are a great fit for a lot of people. But gosh, I look at all these ads and it's, just about the same value proposition, mm -hmm. targeted at the same people. I wouldn't even know what to do if I was in the market for that. What do you <laughs> think about it? I think it's an ironic discussion um, that as a group, you and I have both said this, but I've heard you say it specifically, that as individual distri distributor salespeople, we are often selling the same product to the same people at the same price. I think so, it's, that is correct. I think it's super interesting that um, many of the companies in our industry are marketing the same service at the same. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. it feels like there's an echo. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I you know it's so interesting because you know I think I I am bombarded with those to a point where yeah I I really don't know the difference. I guess you have to be out there. You know what I mean? If you're one of the top yeah. uh, folks out there, I, I guess, right? Um, but right. Well, full disclosure for me. So back when I was with Halo um, in, from 2000 to 2008 and going through the bankruptcy with Halo, I was put in charge of, of our recruiting program. Okay. I designed – the initial Halo, Lee Wayne, back when Lee Wayne was in existence, recruiting program. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm always, and so maybe I'm I'm hyper vigilant about seeing those things because I'm I'm, you know, I'm still always interested in what people are trying to sell, but it just seems like there's so little differentiation. And I know many of these large distributors um, employ people that their sole job and the only way that they are measured is on recruiting. And I and I, I that was my job for 4 years at Halo. That was what I was measured on. And I will tell you, I don't care what anybody tells you, it's the toughest job in the industry. Yeah. No, and and honestly, just as you said, it's funny. I don't I don't certainly don't know what I would do differently. Um, you know, sitting in their seat. So it's not I don't either. Yeah, it's not a critique, um, but it is fascinating to me that we are, you know, gosh, I would love well, for somebody to stop at my door and, you know, start selling for, for us, but it, it well, maybe, I, maybe, I don't maybe, enter that discussion. <laughs> no. And maybe what they could do instead of maybe, maybe earmark some of that money that's going to dedicated recruiters who are going after, you know, they're all fishing in the same pond with the same bait. Uh, maybe earmark some of that to try to get some kids out of college or yes. people who who are who want to hustle, but a commission, uh, you know, one hundred percent commission compensation model with even a fifty fifty commission split is desirable when I've got forty five thousand dollars in student loans hanging over my head. That's, yeah. So 
maybe I don't know. I, well, I, no, I, I, think I think that's think... actually a legit discussion, though, Bill, because it's one of those things that I mean, you know, I think a lot of us, even smaller distributors like me, it, that's what we're trying to figure out, right? Because I don't. It's just like anything else. I don't want to try and sell Hershey's Kisses against Walmart. I want right. to. So, so I don't even engage in that discussion uh, because I know all of those folks have more time, um, energy, resources to 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 compete. But I think as an industry, if we want to have younger, better, brighter people in it, I think we do need to relook at what we're doing to bring them in. No, I I agree. It's just it's just interesting. I mean, this is not a new conversation. Um, but it doesn't seem to be changing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't seem to be changing. So I just kind of wanted to see you get your perspective, especially since you are a distributor. And so, yeah. you know, I may get the off email once in a while, but uh, you probably get them uh, on a much more consistent basis. So yeah. what is your next topic, Dr. Hossaman? So the, you know, as we look at 2017, you know, you and I had a nice discussion last week about goals. Um, so one of the things I'm looking at is, okay, uh, from a content perspective, what, you know, what do I want to do next year? Last year I was, or, you know, 2016, I was pretty aggressive. Um, for the first part of the year, I had a podcast every day, you know, every day, every every business day. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I'm I'm trying to look at what I want to do in 2017. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've found helpful and it, it, it just got me thinking about it because you and I in different sessions, you know, separate of each other, but then also in a session we do together, um, we talk about consistency, right? Um, right? And it's funny because it occurs to me that I, the way I do that, and I think you've done this in the past, but I just want to get your take on it, is I'm trying to think about what I want to do. And I'm thinking about it from the perspective of if I created a content calendar, what would I do each day? And I think that mm-hmm. there's value in that because not only because it creates consistency like we've talked about for our audience, but for me, it takes the thinking out of it. Um, so like on Wednesday, I know I do Delivering Marketing Joy, the web show. I don't have to think about what I'm posting that day. Right. And I think there is some magic in that. And it also creates deadlines for yourself and make sure – so I'm just curious. Like that's how my mind is working as I'm looking for the next year stuff. Right. Is that how you do it? And like, does that make sense? It, it is and it does. And so when I started Brand Debate um, a couple of years ago, and I, I wanted to make sure I was pushing some content out there, and and I set up, I did set up a content calendar where on Mondays it was going to be Music Monday, which I did away with because I just wasn't getting the engagement. Um, on on uh, Wednesdays is going to be Wacky Ad Wednesday, which I find some ridiculous ad from 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Make some sort of snarky comment on that. And then every Friday was going to be um, the Adult Beverage of the Week. Um, and then when I started doing the blog about two weeks later, I decided to do that every Monday and Thursday when I got rid of Music Monday. It's funny. So I, I've actually – so I, I, that is exactly how my mind works. Okay. I don't think I don't have to think about it. But let me I'm going to add to that. So one of my challenges is in 2017 is coming up with that that calendar because I have made the decision to scale back, yep. and, which you know, um, I, I just feel like um, I, I I think I have a voice, but I don't want 
it to be so prevalent that people get tired of hearing from me. And I, and I, I, I wouldn't say I constantly worry about that, but it's constantly in the back of my mind is, am I just putting too much out there? So I've, I've certainly backed off. I only do the blog once a week now. Um, and, and I've done that for about a month. And, and given the reaction so far has been very positive. I think my writing is stronger. I, I don't feel forced to, to, to be derivative, which I think sometimes I inadvertently did. Um, so I've come up with my content calendar, um, and it's it's comfortable for me, right? Yeah. And, and so, and, and like you said, it takes the thinking out of it. I just like that consistency. I believe in it. I was talking with um, uh, Robert Fivash mm-hmm. yesterday, who was the uh, president of Promo Kitchen, mm-hmm. and and uh, he he forwarded me a blog post from Paul Bellantone. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, did you read this?" Did you read that email I sent you? And I say, yeah, I read the email. Did you read the blog? Or do you do you consistently read Paul's blog? And Paul, if you're listening, I love you. So please take this in the spirit in which it's intended. I said, no, I don't, because I don't know when it comes out. Yeah, and it's not a cut at Paul. It's just the way my my mind works. I like that consistency. I like knowing that my newspaper is going to be delivered in the morning. I like knowing the news is on at 5.30 in the afternoon. I like knowing that certain blogs are going to be there on certain days. Yep. So that's just, that's just me. Um, now, when I run across Paul's blog, I always read it. Yeah. I just never know when to expect it. So I, I, you know, and I know there's two schools of thought on that. Um, we have some some uh, uh, cohorts who, who believe in the well. We'll just kind of throw it out there when we throw it out there and keep them guessing. And that's not necessarily the wrong strategy. I just know it's the wrong strategy for me. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, again, I guess I was thinking of it from the perspective of the content creator. You know, I think so many times right. people look at it and go, gosh, how can I do that? And how do you keep up? And how, well, part of it's because I have a schedule and I, you know what I mean? Like, I think so many yeah, times. Yeah, it's a we, rhythm. Yeah, we burn. It's mental, a rhythm. Yeah, mental calories trying to figure out what we're going to do. And if you right. are intentional about that on the front end, it does take some of the thinking out. So, right. I, I'm answering to myself. Yeah, that's by exactly putting that down. Well, cool, man. We've, uh, we've hit the time limit unless you've got another quick topic. No, the only thing I want to mention is that, uh, again, it's cold outside, Kirby. It's really getting cold outside. And I know that uh, Jack Frost is going to be nipping at our noses and our car windshields in the coming coming days and weeks and months. I would encourage everybody to do themselves, and more importantly, their clients, a favor. And visit the good people at BayState.com. You can do that on your, your portable Google machine. You can do that on your desktop Google machine. It does not matter which Google machine you use because they all point to BayState.com and their fabulous selection of ice scrapers. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Well, Kirby, as always, a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, I'm going to put this on my content calendar for next week. I love it. Thanks, buddy. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.